This episode is brought to you by The Skeptical Buddha, The Tao of Science. My book, which is a thoughtful discourse on Eastern philosophy and how it helped birth ideas required for science and skepticism and the way it fell behind in the face of new evidence. This book discusses the long history of both philosophies as well as the tenets and variations within the varying sects along with psychology and our own natural biases. It discusses how to counter our natural biases using science and the underlying concepts of meditation and mindfulness, a more complex understanding of how science operates than most of the public understands, and why it is the best tool we have to discover truth and reality, as well as philosophical ideas we might embrace as technology progresses. The material is packaged in a way that the average person can understand with rich illustrations to draw the reader in and feel at peace. During the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was a war going on, one between women and the alcohol industry. Women were tired of being beaten or killed by drunk husbands or dads spending all the family money on booze, not to mention the health impacts people were noticing, as many as shifted from booze as their go-to to tea and coffee. Along with prohibition, women wanted the right to vote, and the liquor industry knew that if women got the right to vote, it would be game over for them. So they ran misinformation and extremely misogynist propaganda with some of the craziest claims that oddly are showing up in the alt-right community. Women didn't have the vote, but they worked tirelessly to educate, organize, network, and fundraise to get the men to vote for their causes as a net good for all. However, another force neither expected ended up killing the alcohol industry, hatred of Catholics. Once this anti-Catholic sentiment built up enough, they passed Prohibition in 1919. Suddenly, all resistance and misinformation against women's rights to vote from the liquor industry completely evaporated with no vested interest, and they passed women's suffrage the very next year. The carbon industry is dying, and they know it, and not nearly fast enough. We already subsidize the ever-living crap out of carbon fuels, which is the only reason why our gas costs half as much as the rest of the world. Messing with the cost of fuel at all can wreck a party's ability to be re-elected, so they ditch the free market theory when it comes to fuels and go straight up corporate welfare, even worse than the farms have it. American renewables have to go hat in hand yearly to Congress to beg for a fraction of the subsidies that carbon companies have locked in. In 2010, solar was actually cheaper than coal, but coal was more subsidized, so it was still the cheaper option. The carbon industry has done literally everything it can to slow renewable growth and maintain their supremacy, suppressing knowledge actively from the 70s that climate change was going to be a real issue, and used the same marketers who sold us cigarettes and lead to create an entire anti-science segment of the population that later on began believing any anti-science nonsense possible just so carbon companies could stay in power and not make their investment in the ground become worthless. The world reached peak oil in 2018, and renewables such as solar, wind, and battery tech continue to drop like rocks, and Big Carbon knows this and has seen the writing on the wall and is now milking everything for its worth. At the same time, they tried to get revenge on Biden by spiking gas prices by lowering production and no longer investing into new oil, coal, and natural gas technology because it will just get more and more expensive to extract less and less as economies of scale shrinks, while renewable economies of scale shoot up, making them cheaper and cheaper. They're done investing and improving because it's become more and more a money pit, even more so if it wasn't subsidized. However, unlike with Prohibition, we still need the carbon industry temporarily until we've switched over to the new system. But until then, they have every financial reason to slow the switch over as they stand to lose a lot of money. 
Also, unlike with Prohibition, there is a very real time limit we have to work on to prevent the end of human civilization. So we can't outright kill carbon overnight, and we are still going way too slow thanks to their financial vested interests spreading misinformation. So what do we do? Well, we take the wind out of their propaganda sails and completely deflate their impact, as well as prevent them from taking a complete loss. The best idea would be to completely nationalize all carbon industries. The nation should buy up the entire coal, oil, and natural gas industry, and considering they already subsidize them yearly double the one-time student loan forgiveness program this year, instead they would just buy the entire company at a somewhat lower rate than current market costs and slowly start scaling things down until they were no longer needed. If you make $50,000 in taxes, $40 a year goes to welfare benefits, while $400 goes to giant corporate subsidies. Yet the right loves to freak out about welfare queens and government intervention. Nationalization, when done right, which the post office shows can be done, could allow for losses in some of these industries, if need be, instead of corporate middlemen who take subsidies when they do poorly and profits when they do well. Nationalization is not crazy or untested. They've all been proven worldwide to work, when done right, or we can stick with this corporate welfare model where everything sucks and we all pay twice as much and the poor get screwed the worst. The overhead would get a lot smaller. There wouldn't be the need for profit margin. None of these sacrumly stupid feel-good ads would be made to try and make you like their polluting company, and the government could actually regulate itself and have transparency with safety in things like fracking recipes, so things like oil pipelines would actually be inspected properly. The money in the market that was going to carbon could now get much more heavily invested in carbon neutralizing technology. On top of that, all of these current carbon workers would now become government employees with an incredibly high chance of shifting over to other government jobs like the post office as they stop being needed. If you know anything about getting a job in government, getting in is almost like winning the lottery because it's so high paying. But once you're in, you can move between jobs very easily, which would help prevent a bunch of jobless coal miners feeling hopeless, living on welfare, and getting addicted to opioids, and feeling completely abandoned, like what is currently happening. The money in the market that was going to carbon could now get much more heavily invested in carbon neutralizing technology. However, I don't know if this even has a chance, as this kind of awareness could take up to a decade, and by that time the earth has already heated too much as it is. However, it's an idea that could work, so if you like the idea, spread the video around and write Nationalize Carbon in the comments section to help feed the algorithm. Hi everyone, as you've noticed if you're watching this, I recently paid for a month's subscription to Storyblocks for $65 a month. I've been told my message is great, but my production quality is subpar, so I'm seeing if this helps. I don't know how well this will go, but it's not money I really have long term, and the videos take five times as long to make, especially with my dinosaur slow computer. So if you like this format better, go to Patreon and encourage me to do more by becoming a patron. If it seems to be something people like, I'll buy a years long subscription, which costs about half as much per month. I'll also be playing around and seeing what the best format is, perhaps doing a still image for every three to four video clips. I'll figure it out. Vote with pledges if you like this format. Thanks. And if you would like to see one of my videos from the past reworked in this format, let me know when you donate. So as always, thank you all for watching this as a video or listening to this as a podcast, which I'm sure was completely uncontroversial to anyone, especially to the YouTube monetization team. So if you found this useful, please donate to my Patreon. 
Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube and I have almost 700 videos on my channel that I've made over the past 11 years on religion, science, psychology, and politics. Please go check them out and if your site has the option, like, rate, review, and comment. A special thanks goes out to Kendall Copperberg, Mylon Mia, Ogrel, Elias Garcia Guevara, and Joe Taylor for their $10 or more Wapawet level donations. I'm always humbled by the fact that they find my work worth funding and worth driving me forward. Thank you all. Please consider donating to my work if you can, and thank you all for listening.